0: Welcome back to the Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of the Wise Man's Fear and then we talk about it. This is page 899. Bast washed the cut on Quoth's scalp, then threaded one of his own hairs through a bone needle and laced four tight stitches through the innkeeper's skin more smoothly than a seamstress. Open your mouth, Bast said, then peered inside, frowning while he prodded one of the back teeth with a finger. He nodded to himself. Bast handed Quoth the glass of water. Rinse out your mouth, Reshi. Do it a couple times and spit the water back into the cup. Quoth did. When he finished, the water was red as wine. Chronicler returned with a bottle of milk. Bast sniffed it, then poured a splash into a wide pottery bowl. He added a dollop of honey and swirled it around to mix it. Finally, he dipped his finger into the glass of bloody water, drew it out, and let a single drop fall into the bowl. Bast swirled it again and handed Quoth the bowl. Take a mouthful of this, he said. Don't swallow it. Hold it in your mouth until I tell you. His expression curious, Quoth tipped the bowl and took a mouthful of the milk. Bast took a mouthful as well. Then he closed his eyes for a long moment, a look of intense concentration on his face. Then he opened his eyes. He brought the bowl close to Quoth's mouth and pointed into it. Quoth spat out his mouthful of milk. It was a perfect creamy white. Bast brought the bowl to his own mouth and spat. It was a frothy pink. Quoth's eyes widened. Bast, he said, you shouldn't. Bast made a sharp gesture with one hand, his eyes still hard. "'I did not ask for your opinion, Reshi.' The innkeeper looked down, uncomfortable. "'It's more than you should do, Bast.' The dark young man reached out and laid a gentle hand on the side of his master's face. For a moment he looked tired, weary through to the bone. Bast shook his head slowly, wearing an expression of bemused dismay. "'You are an idiot, Reshi.' Bast drew his hand back and the weariness was gone. He pointed across the bar where Chronicler stood watching. Bring the food, he pointed at Quoth. Tell the story. Then he spun on his heel, walked back to his chair by the hearth, and lowered himself into it as if it were a throne. He clapped his hands twice, sharply. Entertain me, he said with a wide, mad smile. And even from where the others stood near the bar, they could see the blood on his teeth. That's the page and the chapter. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. It seems to me that Quoth does not know this particular spell, but he understands what Bast is doing and understands that it is a lot actually like the type of magic at play here he doesn't recognize the milk and he's like curious about the the ritual of putting the milk in the mouth and spitting into the bowl but then when he goes oh no Bast you shouldn't be doing this he clearly knows that this is something that is you know a big lift for Bast he's taking on his pain or something he's taking on the wound
1: well what I was wondering is is he switching his teeth like, it sort of felt like, like, like they're trading teeth.
0: I rate it as he's taking the wound on. Okay. Yeah, that's that's how I interpret this. Although, you know, trading teeth is... That would be sick, though. Can you imagine? You'd be like, yeah, I got fairy teeth. <laughs>
1: ah. Fan <laughs> teeth. Yeah. I actually, I feel like Bast's teeth would be sharp for some reason.
0: Yeah, no, I think so, too. I think there's a glamour, you know. I could definitely see that. Or if they change? Oh, was it on this page or the previous page when he says, "I want to look at your eyes"? Uh, oh, that
1: was the previous page, I think. Okay, that
0: was the previous page. I I meant to. But mention uh, so that. He's,
1: he wants to look at his eyes because uh, uh, because he's worried he's concussed.
0: Does he? That's what Quoth assumes.
1: Oh, you think it's for Kv- a different reason? Okay.
0: Yeah, Medica Medica trained Quoth immediately, thinking he knows better. Goes, I'm not concussed. Don't worry. Which is like what Quoth would do, right? Because Quoth is trained in human science, but Bast. Who is a creature of magic and myth? Perhaps is looking at his eyes for different reasons. Also, we know that Kvothe's eyes change.
1: Okay, and fine. Maybe
0: Bast is looking for something in his eyes. Okay, I'm right? going to pull
1: out my inner Jeremy only because he's not here, not because I agree with him. But Jeremy would be like, "No, you're full of shit. This is just not magic."
0: I don't know. Jeremy's full of surprises. Sometimes Jeremy will like buy into something that I even think is is a stretch. And I could see this being something that Jeremy latches onto. All right. And th- there's precedent, right? In fact, we've just come out of a sequence where Kvoth is like, I think my book learning is better than your practical learning. And he is taught the a resounding lesson learning. by Gran. That's right. That's right. And then practical magician Bast, you know, maybe he's after something else. See, when Jeremy's not here, I can count him as an ally.
1: Ah, I see. I see how that works. Yeah. Okay. So... Why Why is this magic a big deal? Is it a big deal because he's taking on a wound? And if yes, then like, was this wound that serious? Or is it because he's taking it on that makes it serious? Like, does it not matter? I think it's
0: the cost. I think it's like the cost of the magic over a relatively small thing. I think that's what it is. Like whatever, you know, Bass seems tired. And that's probably his mask slipping Like, It's probably taking more out of him than he lets on, right? And maybe there's consequences to doing this kind of magic it's like, uh, you know, doing surgery for a scrape, right? It's like more effort and cost than the wound would actually require. But because Bast is, I think, feeling responsible uh, and really wants to like make Croth feel better. He's like pulling at all the stops, doing something that maybe he shouldn't actually do. Or maybe something he can't afford to pay the cost of. And ba- uh, Kroth understands that. Okay. But, you know bast like shushes him and shoots him away but i don't think it's just like oh you shouldn't ruin your teeth i think it's more than that i think it's like there's some kind of cost uh that he's gonna be asked to pay
1: i do like at the the end when he's like bring the food let's have a story entertain me
0: (laughs) yeah he's acting like a prince you know it's it's interesting it's it's a different affect for the character
1: and yet it very it's very fitting
0: it is very fitting it's almost like the snarkiness that we saw from Chronother on the previous page it's him like you know he's probably feeling bad and he's like trying we we've all actually on. you know what yeah in the same way that Quoth was putting on kind of the the jokey affect trying to deflect his own discomfort when Bast was interrogating him now Bast is trying to deflect his discomfort by going ah i'm a prince uh, entertain me bring the food bring the wine bring the dancing girls
1: um what is it? It's very. Oh, what is the 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 Greek god with the grapes? Uh,
0: Dionysus, Bacchus. Uh,
1: Dion. I think it's Dionysus, but they have another Bacchus name is that i was
0: the... thinking of. Bacchus is the uh, Roman name.
1: Hedon, uh, hedonism. It's the like uh, so so like hedon. I think is like I don't know if it's Roman or Greek or anyway, the like hedonism is named after a god. And then that god, anyway. Hedonism is the thing I was thinking of when, when he's like, entertain me, it feels very like hedonistic. And yes, I just went on a very long journey in order to find that word.
0: (laughs) I know that word applies. I have not heard the word hedon apply to the name of a god. The one I know is, is Dionysus slash Bacchus. I'm just going to look up the origin of the word because now I'm curious.
1: Yeah, Hedon is a personify is personified as a goddess of pleasure, enjoyment, and delight. So it's not a god, it's a goddess. The daughter born of the union of Eros, personification of love.
0: Eros and psyche. Yeah. Ah, okay.
1: You know how I discovered this word? I have a funny story. I discovered this word because I was watching Futurama, and there's a character called Hedonism Bot.
0: I was thinking of Hedonism Bot, yes. And and
1: and one day I'm sitting there with Jeff being like, why do they call this thing Hedonism Bot? And he's like, well, because of hedonism. And I was like, I actually, you know what? I've heard that word, but I've never really thought about what it means because I've never really heard it or read it in context. And so we went on this long journey of, of going down the internet and learning about hedonism and how its origins and stuff. And I was like, oh, well, this was a fun evening.
0: <laughs> now, Jordana, Hedon uh, is that character, the daughter of, uh, of, of Eros and Psyche, but Hedon is not the same as Dionysus. In fact, there's no evidence that she was ever the object of cult worship, which is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, th- and they engage in hedonism as they worshipped Dionysus slash Bacchus.
1: They're not actually that related. Interesting.
0: Well, I mean, they I think they're related, like, in the familial sense in the mythology. Yeah. But well, they the have similar imagery. Perhaps. The character of Hedonism Bot is explicitly riffing on Dionysus, the lounging god eating grapes and going, oh!
1: Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's super That's super duper Dionysus. Although I feel like a lot of Greek mythology has like similar looking bits and pieces. Like they all kind of have a variety of the same hairdos and a variety of the same outfits.
0: Yeah, well, they all had little cults. All the gods had their own cults and they all had their own sect rituals. Great. Better times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so on the page... Uh yeah well I guess that was my point my point is fast as being very hedonistic, and it's
0: great. yeah at the end here yeah and most of the rest of the page is taken up by the activity of the ritual yeah which is cool I like the way that it's written because you understand immediately what's happening you have the pure milk you have the drop of blood because you're like oh the you know the the pain is being added to it it's very clear like the logic of the spell and then at the end when both spits out the pure white milk and bass spits out the red milk immediately you understand what's gone on we don't need to have that explained to us it's it's a nice bit of writing
1: also though for him to have water and for it to become as red as wine from the amount of blood that's coming out of his mouth like like what kind of wine are we talking about because like a baco noir is like that's a wine but i would never want my blood to be coming out of my mouth that color
0: maybe not that dark but then have you ever like split a tooth like you can really gush blood
1: i have not i have not um yeah the worst is like i've pulled i've i've pulled a tooth which i feel like would make like a rosé but
0: well maybe it's a rosé jordana maybe this is a nice
1: (laughs) as red as a (laughs) rosé
0: yeah as red as a crisp rosé on a summer's afternoon
1: i only have one note left so uh if you got notes well
0: why don't you speak to it
1: it's the end of a chapter. This chapter was called Interlude. Close to forgetting. Close to forgetting is reference to when he's saying that the guys who beat him up reminded him of something he was close to forgetting, which was on eight ninety eight,
0: I think. Do we think that that thing was uh, how to be quoth, or was it that, that I need kvoth. to remember that I need to remember not to be quoth?
1: I think it's that I. I think it's that he needs to remember not to be quoth.
0: I think so too. I d I don't think Quoth is a victim. I think he is the I think he is the author of all his pain.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh jury is still out for me on that one, but I do think that like in this particular case he's talking about being close to forgetting that he shouldn't be Quoth.
0: Mm, I think so too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep, yeah. yep, yeah. yep, That's it. Right? Right?
1: That's it? Is that it? That's all
0: it? That's it. All right. All right. That's it. So all right. To- Yep. So, yeah, we'll do. We'll go. We'll do a thing. All right, Paige. <laughs> All right, Paige, wind. Wind, Paige. Wind, Paige, of, of the. Ciao, yeah. Ciao, bye. Wind. Ciao.